episode of Beyond the Front Door is brought to you by Peak Properties in Cheyenne, Wyoming. With over 75 years of combined experience in real estate, it's our goal to help clients buy and sell and save by providing the information you want and the professional services you expect. Let us help you with your residential, commercial, HUD, income-producing properties, as well as vacant land and rental needs. To learn more, visit www.sellcheyenne.com. Okay. Welcome. You're listening to Beyond the Front Door podcast with Lindy and Rhea, and we're real estate agents at Peak Properties in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and we bring you real estate stories that inspire you, make you laugh, cringe, maybe cry. Come on in. We put the real in real estate. Yes. And we have a special guest today. Yes. Do you want to introduce? Yes. Our although guest? Lindy and I were talking earlier that we're not sure we exactly know how to pronounce your last name. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think we ever say your last no, name. No, it's Paula. We it's just, just Paula. Paula. Paula, first American. <laughs> yes. Yes. Poithress, just like Poithress. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Super easy. Yes. So this is Paula Poithress at First American Title here in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So we're so glad to have you here Aww, today. Thank you so much. I'm yep. Yes. To be without here. title companies, this all wouldn't. What would we do? Yeah. We were just, I was talking to it about someone. I mean, we do all the stuff, but. The contract and the house. It would never close. Right, right. (laughs) Well, I will tell you what's an interesting thing is that uh, I guess years ago, a lot of real estate companies did their own settlement statements and handled that. Wow. They really did. Yes. And so I find that like. Oh, that would be hard. I don't know. I think that would be really hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do our part and lenders do their part, but without you guys, it doesn't. We just kind of bring it all together. Finish. Yeah. You do. Just bring you it all do. together. And it is nice to have some separation, you know, mm-hmm. like everybody has a different role and it, and then it's, it's a checks and balances thing. Is it, really it truly what, is. kind of what I see about it. So. You're so right. Well, if you could just start off and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, when you came to Cheyenne, how you got into the business of title work. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, yes. Yeah. So like you said, my name is Paula Poitras and I'm with First American Title. And I got into this business in 1998. Actually, I first started a, in a real estate office as an office secretary. I was the Ooh. person that made sure you had all your I's dotted and your T's crossed and gave commission checks out. Oh, <laughs> so I was that sounds like person. a fun job. <laughs> yes, it was fun. It was fun. And I was kind of like the IT person, always having to show everyone how to do things in their computer, you know, oh. entering things into MLS and that kind of thing. Fun. So Interesting. my mother-in-law got me that job and she's been in real estate. She was in real estate her most of her whole adult life. And oh. so then I have a stepdad that's in real estate as well. So, But I've never been a realtor. And so, yeah, I worked there for a while, and then I ended up being uh, asked to come work for a title company in Kansas City, and um, that was with Stewart Title. And I was there for about eight years. I was an, uh, like an escrow assistant back then. They called them processors. Okay. And um, I, I enjoyed that very much, and then I got an opportunity to kind of do some training for the real estate agents. We created a little separate entity that we could, you know, do things for realtors and things like that, like your flyers and provide that kind of stuff. Oh. That was back in the day before a lot of online stuff. It was kind of when that was starting. And um, But then I got asked um, to come to work for First American Title, and I was so excited about that. Their, their systems were so cool. Everything was in one place, and I really, really enjoyed it, and I worked for them as an escrow officer and then became a manager of a couple of offices in the Kansas City area. Um, and then I became a business analyst for the corporation. And I loved that because I got to be a part of acquisitions. I enjoyed that piece as well. 
um, doing training for new entities that we had purchased and things like that. It was, it was super fun and got to travel. I liked that. But um, then I did some work with the Wyoming leadership and they had a gal that uh, was, was the manager of the Cheyenne operation and she died suddenly. And a very, very, very sweet lady, and everyone just absolutely respected and loved her so much. And um, four days after she passed away, they asked if I would want to come to Wyoming and manage the Cheyenne operation. And my kids were grown, and you know, we're a little like, more freedom. Yeah, yeah, a little more freedom. <laughs> yeah. And my husband worked from home, and it's like, let's go have an adventure in Wyoming. Oh. So that was in 2015. And so, yeah, we have been here ever since, and I love it. I'm now the Southeast Wyoming area manager. I have two other offices. I have Wheatland as well as Torrington. Okay. And oh, so, okay. yeah, they handle those as well. I yeah. didn't actually know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I. I mean, because I've done deals Some with deals Torrington there. and yes. stuff, but I didn't know that you like oversaw yes, those offices too. Yes, so sure First American Title is a national con- uh, company. Do it they is. so the, do they have a title? Are, are they in every state or pretty much most okay. states? And you know, the further so like you know, Kansas City, the Missouri, that kind of Midwest line starts being very agency driven. So they you know agents of. Uh, underwriters so they'll like use old republic they'll use first american Mm. they'll have multiple underwriters we're actually owned by the corporation so the further you kind of go west the more they're called direct operations and so they're owned by the company by the underwriter actually so but more east you go it's more agency driven so there will be all kinds of people that maybe even have the name first american in their their name you know Uh. kind of a thing so but they're not always you know the the actual direct operations like we are Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share, because I'll bet many home buyers and sellers don't really know, like once a home goes under contract and you, your office receives the paperwork for that contract, mm-hmm. what happens then on your end? What, you know, what's the process? What do you do? Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's really kind of fascinating if you're somebody that likes discovery and, you know, being a little bit of a detective and that kind of thing. You know, you guys send us your contract. It's got all those terms in there. We create an order in our system, and then our title people go to work. They start doing all the, you know, searches of all of, um, you know, the public records, everything that's been recorded against that land. And then they put together what's called a title commitment, and that is a commitment to ensure that property. So we would ensure title to that property is what that means. And so the owner's policy typically is what the the seller pays for. Mm -hmm. And then if there's a lender involved for the buyer, the buyer will pay for that lender's policy. So they'll, they're all together on that one commitment. So, and so then once, you know, we do that, um, the, those documents come out to you guys, you send those to your customers and they get to review those. They can look at the covenants and things like that that might be recorded, Mm -hmm. any of the easements and things like that. Those are always in the exceptions. Um, so that's, that's an interesting piece, I think, for people to know. They don't yes. really realize what that means. You know, those are exceptions to the title policy. Yeah. Um, and so we have a lot of attorneys that look through those and they'll say, well, that doesn't really go with that. So can you mo- remove that? You know, so we do and, you know, different pl- things like that. But, um, those are the things, the requirements that we have to meet to give clear title where maybe they've got a mortgage against the property. We have to pay that off. That's listed in your requirements. Maybe somebody's deceased. There's probate, so we have to wait for that probate. I know probably a lot of you have been through those kinds yeah. of transactions, mm-hmm. and they take a little while, while longer. longer. Yeah. Yes, and people get very impatient about that because they're not really sure. 
Um, so yeah, once we get all that together and we're getting close to your closing date, you know, we're waiting for the lender to send us figures. Um, then we receive those and we put those all into our system and we get all the invoices from all of you guys. We put everything on that statement. So, because we're going to disperse all of those funds. Um, and then everybody comes to the closing table. Most of the time we don't do them at the same time. Some people know their sellers and buyers, their friends or mm -hmm. whatever, and they want to come together. But we really like to keep them separate because it is private information. You know, it's not anybody else's business what the seller is going to receive and that, was that kind one, of thing. Yeah. That was one of the things. So up in Gillette, mm -hmm. they all do it together. I know. They're all at the closing table together. So when I came here and they don't even meet each other, the yes. closings happened at different times. I'm like, yeah. what is this? Why is this and happening? And we thought like... There's pros and cons to both. Yes, there is. Yes, for sure. But it yep. is kind of depends on the transaction. Mm -hmm. And, that and is I true. think sure, <laughs> quite a few of them that I think of, I don't, I wouldn't really want, want them together. Them together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and sometimes there's a divorce situation that, that we've had to. Yeah. You know, okay, they're coming at this time, and they're going to be at this end of our building, and they're going to oh, come goodness. at the other end of the building, and we've had mm -hmm. to like, okay, hold on to them. Don't, you know, let them out just yet, you know, because mm -hmm. they're leaving and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it, you know, it can be rather challenging, you know, mm -hmm. to try to figure that out. Sure. Sometimes it's fine. And, and it's interesting to me that in other areas of the state, they also will go to the banks and do closings oh, at the banks. And sure. I think that would be hard to manage as many closings as we have to have people out of the office, you know, going and doing yeah. those closings. That would be difficult. So. I think it feels best for us anyway in this market that everybody comes here. I think you're right because I think when we closed on my very first house, this would have been back in the early 2000s, it was at the bank. At the bank, yeah. It was. Yeah. I didn't even think of that till you yes, said it. Yes, yep. So a lot of refis, they do. You know, the, sure. yeah. the banks will close those refis and that kind of thing too. So, yeah. Do you have any crazy stories of anything that's happened at the the, oh. at the <laughs> or closing table? I mean, I do. I'll share one if you. I yeah. mean, mine is is just silly. <laughs> so what happened? <laughs> We're at the closing. And their kids came with them because a lot of time they bring their kids. Yep. And we were in a little room, not at your title company, but uh -huh. we were at a little room and the door was shut and the the baby pooped. <gasps> and Corey was in there. <laughs> Corey has like really sensitive, sensitive nose. <laughs> yes. And the room was just like, oh, bleh. and we were like, so they're my, my clients and I'm like, do you want me to go get a diaper? Like, how can um, I help? Can yeah. I get, yeah, can we do something? Yeah. And they were literally yeah. like, no, it's fine. We'll change it after we're done. Oh, they're just immune to it. And obviously. we were just stuck in this little room and I thought Corey's going to barf. Corey's going to like pass out or throw up. One and I just kept two. looking at him and was like, oh God. I know. Oh so the the moral of the story is bring your diaper bag bring with you. And she literally was like, we didn't bring the diaper bag. And I was like trying to think if I had a diaper in my car or like oh what I God, could help with. It's so <laughs> funny. I love that. So we have a lot of funny stories. There, you know, one, one that I was thinking of because I knew you guys were thinking about this was um, – you know, we had a transaction. I think it was our first sale by owner. I can't remember positively, but it was during, you know, like COVID and we had, Aww. we were so, so busy and they 
didn't have a bank account and they literally wanted to bring us $120,000 worth of cash. Oh my gosh. And just in a bag, you know, they were, and you know, and we were so exhausted and we were just like one more thing. And, you know, Kirsten, you probably have all maybe seen the picture of her laying on the floor. (laughs) I took a picture of her like, this is what happens, you know. (laughs) She's had enough. (laughs) She's had enough. We can't take any more madness. But you know, there's always something. So, what funny. were they like? We don't have a bank account. Yeah, like, and you're like, our you money have in the to mattress, give me a check, basically. And you can't go get like a check with that cash, can you? That that is like a is... huge red flag. Okay, <laughs> that's like money laundering. Okay, thing, you okay. Know? So yes, they would have to go to a bank, open up a checking account or some sort of an account to create that. And I don't. And then think a bank that they holds were it. Able to. Yeah. Like then a bank would be like they yeah that cash. I mean, I'm sure there are all kinds of people that take millions of dollars in cash they just are people that have that kind of mindset and they yeah. would do that concerned about concerned yeah. about things being in a bank but yep. you know we have to have you know it's good funds but we have no way to you know really account for it you'd have to count yes. it yes and copy it and when you're not supposed to copy cash because <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, we always copy oh, yeah the funds that come in i've copied cash yeah am i going to really prison no people have given me earnest money cash and i just bloop out and copied it <laughs> take a picture of it but it's in your phone you know yeah <laughs> it's not like it's in my electronic no it's anything. not so yeah, yeah we're just not supposed to do that nor can we take copies of military ids you know that's another oh, thing i did not know that yeah so strange things happen like that where people come in they've gotten married and they their driver's license doesn't match you know how they're going into title so we have to tie in you know okay, did you bring maybe your marriage certificate or something like that? Then we can tie it all in together and that kind of stuff. So, you know, having valid ID, having, I the, had, you know, available cash. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had cash. a whole transaction delayed at your office, not because of you guys. Yes. And Thank you for saying that. Yeah, <laughs> that's not it. We tried very hard to not. It was not. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had one because of you. Nope. Um, but... My, we're delayed, and then the seller or this the buyers get there. I had the buyers and the sellers. It was oh, like a yep. uh, kind of a fizbo type of thing, mm-hmm. and the buyers came in. All their IDs expired. Oh yes, we're yes. already delayed, and yeah. they call and they're like, they have no valid IDs. They had to go to the DMV, wait in the giant line. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, and it was one of those. It was one of those ones we're that notarizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the really the notary thing is that they have to have. And I bet that happens idea. more than you think. Because how many uh-huh. times do people not realize? I've forgotten. Yes. Yeah. It's like, could somebody just send me a you know a text message or something that your driver's license is <laughs> expiring? <laughs> yeah. You know, like some sort of reminder would be nice. Corey went yeah. to the airport with an expired driver's oh, license. Oh, Lord, did they not let him on a plane? No, they let him. Wow. And then I would be worried when he got there if they let him come let back. Him back. But they did. But now internationally, I could see that could like, see he wouldn't want know. to do that. Right. But yes. domestic, maybe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh, yeah. We have had some pretty funny things, you know, just over time. I mean, that I can't even remember them all. The escrow officers are the ones that put up with most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm guessing, well, I'm sure what complicates the process is if there is a lien or if there's something wrong with the title on that home. Mm-hmm. And so... There must be a process then you have to work through if the title isn't free and clear. Right. Then then what happens? What do you do next? Well, so typically it's just a mortgage, right? You right. Just order payoffs. And, right. You know, right. That's right. The right. Main lien. Yes. You know, sometimes there'll be um, a federal tax lien and something to to consider as realtors is to ask your title company to prepare listing commitments for you, which that's what we do because then you guys see that ahead of time before you even get a contract. 
you can start working on helping get that. Yes, definitely. So then it doesn't fall apart when you have some surprise. You get to the end. Take a long time, especially during COVID, where they sent all of their people home. There was no one there to receive any mail for payments and things like that. And you know, it was it was a really weird time. So. Federal tax liens take a while to get payoffs on, and we have to engage with your customers to be able to get Mm -hmm. that information because they Mm -hmm. won't always just talk to us. So, yeah, some of those liens, sometimes there's an unreleased lien from maybe a bank or somebody that is no longer in business. Mm -hmm. So we have to do a little investigative work to figure out, okay, who purchased that bank and, you know, those kinds of things. It's just a really kind of a niche thing that that title insurance is. You know, people don't realize all of that kind of a thing that can really kind of disrupt your life. If you're trying to move somewhere, you know, you're trying to go somewhere to buy a house, maybe you're staying in town, but you may be moving across the country, a lot of military folks. So we got to help them get through that. And I Mm -hmm. think having that preliminary title commitment is a really good idea for, for realtors. You know, when you take that listing, we don't charge anything for that. I would assume most title companies don't, I don't know, but I know we don't. So it's a good idea, you know, to have that ahead of time, especially if there's some strange things like that that can pop up. That probate piece, we always have to work through with the attorneys that are involved also. Um, we can't prepare deeds for those kinds of things because that's the unauthorized practice of law. Um, we just can use our standard form, you know, mm-hmm. to do our deeds. We can't really add a bunch of things to it other than mineral language, but we have to have that provided, you know, from your guys's you know, customers if they want to reserve the mineral estate on those. So, sure, yeah, it's just those are the challenges that we come, I mean, you know, 99% of the time it's super easy, yep. you know, which just a payoff. But occasionally there's just some unreleased lien or, you know. Uh, Somebody had work done on their home and didn't yes, pay for it or something like that. Exactly. So they're like a contractor's lien. Yep. yep. And then you have to track them down and mm-hmm. they may not even be in business anymore. <laughs> And then you're like, what do we do? You know? Yeah, that's <laughs> so, really interesting. Yeah. So those kinds of things are just those little things that can pop up and kind of derail your transactions, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had, we had one recently, though, um, where the person just kept saying, I'm, I'm getting a hard money loan or something like this. And then, okay, well, I don't have the money all together yet this week. And, of course, it's like an REO or something like that that's an even more difficult kind of a seller, you know, where we have time time frames where you have to have stuff to them within a certain amount of time mm-hmm. before the clo- actual closing date because they will not get it back to you to be closed on time if you don't. So it was like every month. I don't have the money together yet. And it's like, I can't believe that the seller is waiting this long for them to get this money pulled together. And so, you know, they finally did. But, you know, you start feeling like it's, is it fraud? Is it red flags that way? You know, you're kind of like, what do you do? You know? And we've talked about that a little bit here Mm -hmm. in that, um, because of technology, it can make it hard to decipher if a a person is even real, if they reach out to us wanting to purchase a home or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case is, there has to be all these, like, you have to follow up. Even we say this all the time when people are responding to a for rent Mm -hmm. ad on Facebook or whatever the case is, where they, they, you know, somebody is stealing, stealing pictures from another listing yes. or a home and yes. they get on there and they pay the application and the deposit only to realize that yep. it, that wasn't for real. And it, ha- and you know, it can happen in every facet of the real estate transaction as well. And so we all have to put in all of these measures to keep mm-hmm. ourselves and each other safe yes. to ensure that everybody is who they say they are. Yep. Every dollar is where it's 
says it's coming from. Right, right. <laughs> and that that nobody nobody gets hurt along yes, the way. There's right. a real I don't know if I'd call it a burden, but a burden of responsibility maybe it is. that is coming yeah. with. It, yeah. Yeah. It has changed so mm-hmm. much. I mean, like I said, I started in this business so many years ago. We didn't worry about anything like this. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw everyone. You know, yes. they met them. Yes. You know, I have lenders that walk in and they're like, I this is the first time I'm meeting them and I'm going yeah. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Right. But luckily they're there and they are meeting them and that's all good. I mean, I've showed up to the title company the first time I'm meeting the buyer. Sometimes you have. That's right. I Mm -hmm. remember you telling me that. Yes. One time I walked in and I, um, my buyer had a hat on or something and I was like, is that him? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So do you just buy sight unseen? Uh, Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And then you meet him at the closing or, Mm -hmm. yeah. Or, or, I mean, a lot of times you if it takes a while, if the transaction's long, you showed them one house and then you didn't see them for two months. Yes. And you're like, yeah. oh, I forgot and you, ta- you like. just were talking on the phone. Yeah. yeah. And you really hadn't seen them yet. Mm-hmm. And I know, and even in a, a small community like this, you know, that you wouldn't think that would happen, but it does, you mm-hmm. know, and I think in COVID, there was a lot of people buying sight unseen. You guys were doing, you know, FaceTime mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. and just doing that kind of a thing. And so, yeah, it's, it it's, we, we have not been, you know, we have we have had fraud perpetrated against First American, obviously, sure. you know, for things like they think that they're talking to us. That's why we use secure email. Yes. You know, our our secure emails that force you guys to like have to like log in or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but, you know, those are those measures that we try to put into place. But, you know, there have been times where those fraudsters are watching your emails yeah, you know, back and smart. forth and they're smart and they're watching for that transaction information. Yes. Then they will copy our people's, you know, yes, their auto signatures and make it look like it came from us. Yes. You know, and we did, we had a customer that thought they were talking to us and they were not. And when we saw there was just one little letter, letter. off, just one little bit. And those people wired about $90,000 to oh. those people and lost it. Oh, yeah, and it was yep. not our fault. You know, they yep. weren't talking to us. They were talking to yep. the people that were fraudsters, you know. It was I really tell people, tough. I mean, we have it in our contract, but yes. I mean, I tell people when I meet them several times throughout the process, mm-hmm. even if you think you're getting wire transfer um, information from us or from the title company, don't trust it. Yep. Still call. Right. Call me. Call the title company, the number that I give you. Yep. <laughs> I'm right. like, I'm never going to ask you to send I'm never money. Gonna, yeah, yes. I'm never going to ask you to do that, right. but um, yep. call and confirm. Yes. Your, your... Because the lender is the one that's going to tell those buyers how much right. to bring in. Right. And so yes. they need to confirm that. And yep. then, yes, use that known number. Yep. You know, always do that. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's still rampant, especially around holiday time. People are busy. Yep. They're not as cautious mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. So, yeah. Well, and even the understanding that those um, fraudsters, I think, as you called them, yes. that's a great, that's a great word. What they are. That's <laughs> what they are. We could use a bad word, but that's the nice one. That is the nice one. Um, they, they can watch your emails. Yes. And I think people don't know that. Mm-hmm. I actually had a transaction that ended up not happening, um, not for this reason, but um, he, he, um, ended up get started getting emails mm, mm-hmm. and this person was in Florida and started getting emails and then had, um, 
if it was a hack on his bank account oh. or whatever the situation was. Mm-hmm. He didn't lose anything. Thank goodness. Nothing happened. Right. But he's calling me and he thinks it's coming from me. Oh. And I'm like, well, we have a we have a really like as yes. you heard yeah, Deb talking about earlier, we have an iron cl- not. I mean. As much as, as much can. as we can as have as the can highest do. security level email, mm-hmm. and I was trying to explain to him, and his was AOL, yes. AOL. Yes, and then <laughs> and there's I'm, still some folks out there with those. Yeah. Yes, and so I was saying, I'm like, yeah, those are not secure emails, right? And they're we're being watched. Mm-hmm. Whether you know they're just sitting and waiting for that private information to come across, yeah. and but I think you know, and depending on the generation, you know. Uh, if you think about um, people that haven't been involved in technology for very, like el- the elderly, for example, Absolutely. like seventies, eighties, sure. whatever, they maybe aren't going to know. Like it's hard to even wrap your head around that it that could so happen, hard. right? You know, so they just don't even understand no. how it could, you no, know, physically no. happen to yes. them. And yeah, yep. it, it's a, it's super unfortunate. And there are so many stories that come across my desk and you know news organizations yep. with just things like this that have happened. And so. You know, those those statistics, we did do um, like a national call with that realtors and, and the like could have could join and, and that was actually with the FBI. I don't oh, know if any of you guys did that, no. if any of you guys joined. But, you know, I had sent out an email, you know, just invitation to anybody that wanted to register. We had a good, you know, look like a good showing, at least out of Wyoming. But there were thousands of people on that call. And that F- and the FBI, of course, would not let us record it. You know, <laughs> we're like, can we record this so we can share it with yeah. everyone? No. But I mean, the statistics were staggering about how much that happens and how much money people have lost. And there's like this, this whole department of FBI people that that's just all they, all they do, do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, and you guys see it on in other industries as well. I mean, it's just people just trying to, it's like, could you just get a real job? Yes. Yeah. You know, like you spend yeah. all this time trying to right. fraud people. You put yeah. that much energy into it. Like you're that smart. But yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's the, that's the good. dark side of our business. <laughs> but well, and of, I, I would imagine just about every business, yeah. right? Like we're in that period of time now. And so I would just say for our listeners, when you're starting the process of selling your home or buying your home, and there's all these little steps that you got to take so that um, we can ensure everybody's safety. This is why. Yeah. So that you don't lose tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Your life savings. Your life savings. Mm-hmm. There's a real, I, I always, I, I kind of liken it to, you know, before 9-11, we could just go to the gate and get on the plane and security was kind of minimal. I mean, there really wasn't all the safeguards there is now. And there for a little while, it was incredibly time consuming to get through security and go through, you know, to take a flight. But I have to say, I felt better mm-hmm. knowing, yes, right. Because that did happen. Now I feel better that they're checking everybody and making sure that we're as safe as we can so that we feel comfortable getting on that airplane. Right. And it's the exact same thing. I think in a real estate transaction, if you just, you know, take your shoes off and go through the metal detector. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was like before TSA pre, which is yeah. now the lines for that are longer than the regular the lines. lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, that yeah. was sure nice, but this is getting worse. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, you know, just bear with us because we're yeah. working to make sure that you're safe and that you get to keep yes. all your money. And yes. I think that that's so important, you know, for realtors to be having those conversations, mm-hmm. you know, and we have for sale by owners, of course, that come to us and we have flyers that we give to them and say, here's why you should use a realtor and, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. We don't advertise that, you know, that kind of a thing because we would rather people have someone directing them through that transaction yeah. because it's just, it's a lot, lot of money. There, well, yep. that, and it's just, there's a lot of steps 
that the general public just doesn't know need mm-hmm. to happen, you know, mm-hmm. and those, those are the ones that inevitably end up in some sort of a mess, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, that kind of thing. So, yep. you know, just because the just, people don't maybe know all the steps or the process yeah, and yeah, yeah, it can still just, you know, all of this. So they, you know, we do our best to, you know, tell them, you know, make sure you're not sharing your personal information, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's been a different world for us just in these probably past, you know, five to eight years. It seems like yep. it's been very really, different. it really has taken off for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the business sure of, has. I mean, you can't even post anything on Facebook marketplace without some oh, scammer trying to, I know. Scam well, yeah, and, see, and that's what makes you scared with for sale by owners. Like you said, yes. whenever I talk to a person who's like, I'm thinking about doing for sale by owner, I just ask them those questions. Mm-hmm. How are you, going to know who's walking through your house do you do you are you gonna like vet those people are they qualified people like just ask questions that we do Mm -hmm. right um and you're licensed and we're licensed (laughs) and we say what are you gonna do in this and like oh and then what about this and then they don't realize all the Mm -hmm. things it's like i know i don't know if i'd want all that Mm -hmm. that's why you hire an attorney you wouldn't be in trouble with the law and go i think i'll represent myself because Yes, exactly. I can. Right, just because I can. Yeah, right. yeah. No, I understand, yeah. I mean, and it's in, in our side of the business, the title insurance side, it's one of those things that people don't even realize that they really should have. Mm-hmm. They don't understand, well, why are we doing this? Why mm-hmm. are we going there? They probably ask yes. you guys that yes. kind yeah. of thing. You know? Where are we meeting at? Why are we meeting at the title company? Yes. What, what is, is this title commitment title, thing you sent? Yes. Yeah. What I don't know what mean? this is. Why am I, what does this yeah. cost? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I just had a conversation with Did you, you have that conversation? Yesterday. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, I think that once something happens to you that the title insurance is going to cover, you're glad you have it. Yes. It's, and it's a one-time thing. I've and never like until recently had that. Is that mm-hmm. is a it a, yeah. is a claim like very common? Because I have been in it ten years and I've never until not super recently. Common. Yeah, not super common. I mean, it does happen. Um, you know, I mean, it's we make mistakes. You know, we're not perfect. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes the county records might be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, they may have. Uh, you know, different, they may have like posted something somewhere in a different location at the courthouse that we may not find it there. And it, and we, so we don't find it. So then yes, that's what's covered, you know, that kind of a thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, that until something like that happens, you know, you don't really realize, you know, a lot of times you see more things like boundaries or, you know, encroachments and things like sure. that. So, and what happens when someone files a claim? So yeah, let's say there's something, I don't know what it could be, but, um, yeah, there, we just then I one file a claim. We missed encro- one encroachment. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so let's say an encroachment and they didn't know it was on there and you file a claim and then what's the resolution? The does someone for pay for, does it end yes. up being like, That's what first you pay does. for this yeah. to so, be taken off or mm-hmm. for it to, we do. Yeah. So if it's something like that, that maybe we missed or something of that nature, you know, we would, there, our claims department does an investigation of that. They look at what our title search was and that kind of thing. And they analyze what our, you know, role in that was and what we need to do. And then they take all those steps to make sure that it's done, you know, that it's rectified, you know, maybe something has to be recorded and we pay for all of that. And is there anything like a limit statue of limit I don't know like a length of time that something could be on there like what if it's something from like 1920 yeah I mean like don't you think sometimes it's old and you're like how is this still a thing right certain things you know we will sometimes insure over because like you said 
it's been on there forever. Maybe it's a bank that went out of business in 1920 and there's nobody that took it over, you know, that kind of a thing. And so we've decided, okay, there's really very minimal risk to insure over that, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was like probably $10,000 or something, the lien or something like that. But it's, you know, we make those decisions, you know, at a local level. We, you know, we consult our underwriters for those kinds of things as well. But yeah, I mean, those things can happen. And if somebody ever feels like they've been harmed and, you know, if that was harmful to them, if they felt like that was something that then they by all means file a claim. Yeah. And then our claims department takes over. We're kind of out of that mess and don't talk to the people. You know, we may mm-hmm. say, okay, here's the claims phone number. Oh, yeah, we that's where you guys are telling us that you go into arbitration and you don't. Yeah. In the title. <laughs> don't sue anybody. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, we have arbitration in our in our documents yeah, sure. that people agree to. And it's just like everything when we click yes on a website, we're just now agreeing to arbitration. You know, <laughs> it's like, are you agreeing to, you know, download this or whatever? We've mm-hmm. just agreed mm-hmm. to a lot of things. And so, yeah, it's pretty common nowadays, Mm -hmm. I feel like. So, yeah. But no, that's what title insurance does. You know, we pay claims. You know, if there's something that... So could it ever be... I'm just curious of this. Like, could it ever be something that's like, I didn't know this was part of the property and now my property's not worth Mm -hmm. as much as I paid for it? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm wondering. I'm Mm -hmm. like, is it like, you give me $100,000 because now I actually don't own... This piece of it. This piece of it. Yeah, absolutely. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay, and I didn't really happened. know. I was mm-hmm. like... Yeah. I mean, and then we would work to work with whomever it was to get that deeded, you know, to the people or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, fix So it. we have to go through all of that. Sometimes or they, they call it a quiet title suit. So everybody has to go before a judge and they look at all the stuff and they make a ruling and then things get fixed and that kind of stuff. So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those, you know, not super sexy parts about the yeah. real estate industry. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and thanks, so thankfully needed. we don't, so needed, yeah, yes. and thankfully we don't have problems like that. Yeah, very I often. mean, you know, our county records are really pretty darn good. You know, in Wyoming for the most part, and you know, some counties are online, and you can get access to some mm-hmm. of those records and things like that. Um, but some counties are not. Some counties, just like we were talking to about today, was interesting to think about those small towns. Yes. For example, Niobrara County, where we would love it if they were online. Yeah. Which they do have like an online site, but it's extremely expensive to use. But they, they, we can't e-record there. You know, they just, they don't have the staff. You know, because oh. they just don't have much money in mm-hmm. their the counties and things. So that was mm-hmm. an interesting way to think that through you know some of those nice things that we're so used to in a community like Cheyenne smaller you know counties and things Mm -hmm. like that that just have maybe one bigger town you know the Mm -hmm. county seat they they just don't have the kind of money for that Mm -hmm. it's absolute truth yeah and so those are those are other you know consequences that we Mm -hmm. think about too but yeah so I mean searching all over the state can be you know, a little bit different, Mm -hmm. you know, you may have to drive like, you know, our Torrington office, a lot of times we drive to Lusk, you know, to do the searching there at the courthouse and that kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. So that happens. Yeah. That's kind of our process in some of the smaller areas. So that brings us to the next question, really. Like what's your favorite thing about Cheyenne then? Oh, my (laughs) favorite thing about Cheyenne. Oh my gosh. You know, I do tell people this, when we came here to visit, it was in February, and it was in the 60s, and we're like, this is amazing. We were so fooled. Oh, you got tricked. (laughs) We were so tricked. Mother Nature had a day where you're like, this isn't terrible. It was the 60s. Oh, geez. It was amazing. It was like, I would have been on the golf course then. But yeah, anyway, we were like, we, you know, everywhere we went, 
the people were so nice and so generous. And since we came here, I just jumped right into um, just that kind of volunteer spirit, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I just never You kind had of that. want to, don't you? You do. You just feel like you're like, what can I do to yes. like give to the community? To give to the community. And, you know, it just... That is, I love that. Mm-hmm. I do. I that was that's really what I always kind of come back to in my mind. That I felt like that the people they're very independent. Yes. And you know it was funny because I was I, I I love C J Box novels. I absolutely love them. I I just devour them as soon as they come out. And I actually met him once, and I shared this with him because I felt like his novels helped me understand the people of Wyoming ah. and how they live you know just and how they think and just kind of what to expect and he was kind of taken aback he said no one has ever said that to me and I was like that we're so kind or that we're so nice just nice yeah not so much I mean just how how to how to handle them you know it's different than being in a big city where everybody's moving at 90 miles an hour and that kind of thing and and just you know very independent spirit Mm -hmm. I think really kind of boils down to stubborn independent but yet kind like mm-hmm. you said you know still yep. kind but just independent and i think that that has struck me the most and and i and i enjoy it you know yeah. i just i think it's really fun and you know just kind of learning how to deal with the you know the people and you know but yeah that volunteer piece the in, in Cheyenne is I just there's just a huge community of us mm-hmm. right i mean yeah. there's just so i was even many. thinking last week when it got really cold and they have places for homeless people to go and everybody was like what All do you the, need what the do you churches know? are opening up yeah right. and it was right. like oh it was so wow great. and people were shoveling each other's sidewalks yes. and snow blowing and you know yep. doing mm-hmm. all the things and so yeah i just think that's that's just a testament to you know just these people you know i will say the thing that's been interesting um of our guests that have been on the podcast that have come from bigger cities and um have come here are all commenting on how nice and friendly everybody is and if you grow up here you're just that's just how it is. Yeah. You don't know that it's any different. That it's different for us. us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. you're coming into it with a fresh perspective mm-hmm. and really enjoy that about being in Wyoming because, yeah, I don't, when you grow up here, I just think you, you just think this that's just how are. it is. Yeah. yeah. And it is. And you go to the big are. city and you're like, oh, everybody's you're rude. Like, what? You don't yeah. talk to a stranger? <laughs> I know. Oh, that's, that's not okay. All right. 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 We, we had, um, we had a guest on that was a form that is a client of mine from, um, what was it last week when we had the Harringtons mm-hmm. on and she she was talking about how when she first came here and everybody's like waving at her and she's like, it was, it yeah. was like, overwhelming. What like, happening? what is happening here? <laughs> and she like felt like, you know, I have to wave back. Yeah. And she was asking her boss, she's like, what is, they're all waving at me. I don't know them. Yeah. Don't know them. Yeah. Why are they waving yeah. at me? He's like, that's just how it it's is just here. It is. Yeah. It's, just, it's yeah. just, I'm acknowledging you. Yes. Yeah. I, I see you. And please acknowledge me back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm waving at you. Please wave at me oh, back. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I do. And I just, I think that, I think it's just really kind of all over the state. You know? Yeah. I, I completely agree. You know, wherever I've traveled and I did get to do that right after I moved here was when weirdos like me will use the word trid came into play where that's where we changed from using just a settlement statement to now we have the closing disclosure okay, that's yeah, that yeah, new yeah. regulation so i had just been trained because i've been a business analyst before i came mm-hmm. and i got to travel all over the state Very and nice. 
train all of our staff on that new system and how that was going to affect them. And it was so cool to just drive from like Gillette to Casper up to Cody. You were probably on some back roads. I was flying. (laughs) So glad there was no sheriffs out there. Highway patrolmen. I was doing like 90 miles an hour. Aren't you married to a policeman? No, I am. She is. (laughs) I'm on television. But it was like. This I like to drive awesome. past too. It's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. But it was, it was just wide open spaces and yeah. so, so many, so, so vast and just mm-hmm. different. And I find myself when I go back to Kansas City and go Chiefs, by the way. And yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> that was my next question. I was I know, right? But I go back there and especially in the summer, I mean, it's green and lush and beautiful, but I'm like, I need to get back to Wyoming. I miss being able to see forever. Yes. You know, I love that, that I can see all those clouds just, you know, from the land to the, to the yep. clouds. And I, I love agree. that piece. You it's know. like the, the whole sky. The whole sky. It's, it's really big sky country to me, mm-hmm. even though they call that in Montana, but yeah. I believe it here too. You know, the I just, skies here are amazing. They really That's are. That's for sure. It's just, yeah. And it's partially, I guess the altitude as well, but I don't know. It's, it's lovely. Well, the other thing too, when you hear people come from big cities and come into Wyoming, how dark it is at night. Yeah. Right. And especially if you're on those you roads can, traveling. Oh yeah. It's, oh, and, and you can see the And stars. you're worried. About, and, and then too, I've had, you know, over the, over, you know, the years in my professions, you know, in, let's say we're bringing in a speaker or something from another state and they're like, you want me to drive? <laughs> Isn't it dark? And are there any wild animals on the roads? I'm like, well, actually there is, but not what you think. You'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) It's not, you're not really probably going to run into a bear, I guess, unless you're, you know, depending if you're up high in the mountains, but you know, you're definitely going to see a deer or two. That's for sure. Some some rabbits. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And if you hit one, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. That's right. I know. As long as you have cell service, you're okay. Yes. And that is, oh, that's the trip. That's yeah. the challenge. Just really sure. quick, I just want to say, please do not rely on your Google Maps. Yes. When you're taking the back roads of Wyoming and it's snowing, you're going to land in some place you wish you hadn't, and you're going to, you know, yeah. people are going to have to come rescue you. So. I will tell you a story <laughs> that if we still have time. Yeah. I uh, when I before I came to work here, I did come, like I said, to do some training and things like that with the, the folks in Wyoming, and I went to Wheatland, Wyoming, and I was looking for a hotel. And I'm a hotel snob. And I was like, I am oh. not staying in Wheatland, Wyoming. Cheyenne's the closest place. So I'm going to drive an hour every day for two weeks oh to go back gosh. and forth. Oh, my gosh. But I really didn't realize there were no gas stations. And so my rental car, I was like, oh. I'm, I mean, I'm on the phone with my husband coming back. I am on fumes. I'm at mile marker, whatever. <laughs> I am so frightened. You're not the only one that has happened that, to. I know. I no. never leave anywhere now without, without a full tank of gas. Mm-hmm. Yes. I learned my lesson and I taught my son that same thing because he lives here now too. And so he yes. was driving to Sheridan and was going up into the big horns to do some camping and stuff. And I said, just wherever you see gas stations, fill up. Yes. Just stop I completely agree. Yeah. I, you have to explain that to a lot of people. I, yeah. We get lenders and leads and people who call from out of state sending you people. And you're like, yeah, that's not where near me. They're like, can you go here? I'm like, that's not close. Cause yeah, in big right. cities, you're like, all these There's little, little ever yeah. things out, it's like that's like yeah. two hours away from me oh right. I'm like, I, can't. I know people spread don't, out yeah it's very spread out in fact my boss and I were just having this conversation about how I mean our offices are in multiple counties in the state of mm-hmm. Wyoming but they are 
two hours apart at, yes. at the least. You know, I mean, yep. Wheatland. Everything's a two-hour hour. drive. Everything's about a two-hour two drive. drive. Yeah. yeah. So, and if, and if weather is bad, you're canceling stuff. You're not going on your appointments. Mm-hmm. To and we all there. understand that. Yes. We're all like, oh, don't get on the roads today. Right. We'll figure, we'll figure we'll this out. We'll something else. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. That's yeah. a great thing. Okay. Well, you want to ask the final question yes i do your favorite one (laughs) we're gonna put Um, you on the spot if you could buy property anywhere in the world where would you buy it and why well okay i i had this i had this in mind and i will tell you i mean as much as i love wyoming i um have i am kind of a an Anglophile. I love British comedies and British crime dramas and oh, things like that. I'm a super crime drama, you know. I think British TV is, I don't want to say much better, but it's a slower pace. It does, you know, you get to the end or the res- resolution slower, and I like that. So I've always felt like I would love to live on like the coast of Cornwall in England. Um, there's, there's a really funny series that we love to watch called Doc Martin and it's, it's based there. It's set there. And it's, if you, if you like British humor, you'll have to look it up. Yeah. It's kind of a, I think they have it on prime now, but you know, it used to be kind of just on PBS, but it's on prime now. So it is a beautiful coastal town and just very laid back. You know, it would it would be an interesting place to live. I feel so. You've like. been there, like you've. Traveled I have not there? been there. Okay, I would love okay. to to be there. I okay. we when I was in sixth grade, we did travel to England. My dad worked for TWA, and so you know those brats that could fly for free or twenty dollars in first class <laughs> back in the day. Aww. Craziness! It was insane. I was like in sixth grade, and I will never forget it. We just you know we went all over England. You know just just seeing the sights, but we really never made it over there. But I just think it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Or, you know, some place where there were mountains and ocean. Together. Together. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So I think that that would be a, sure. a good place to live. But. Well, that's that's a very unique answer. Yeah, and I like it. It's a great okay. lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. It answer. would be a, definitely a different lifestyle. Yes. And that was kind of like coming here, too. Like yes. I was saying, you know, it's just, it's a different lifestyle. Eight o'clock. Everyone is off the roads unless they've been at something function, right? But mostly, it's like the streets roll up around eight o'clock. There's nobody <laughs> you know, eating dinner out true. after eight, and Sunday morning is a little <laughs> yes, quiet. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so you know, when we go places where it's really busy, it's weird to us now because yeah. we're so used to this. <laughs> like, what is everyone doing now? Why are they out? <laughs> Aren't what they in bed? I, what's, know. What's I know. Happening? We were driving back from Denver that night, yes. and I'm like over there fall asleep <laughs> no, I, I can't make it <laughs> I'm like, are we spending the night ladies <laughs> yeah. yeah you are yeah that is. I do have a, one more question you bet. okay and I think I need to hear your prediction about what's going to happen on Sunday ah. with the Chiefs and, and the Ravens. Ravens oh man I'm hoping the good Chiefs show up that's about all I can say. They showed up the other day, and I'm sorry about Josh Allen. I do love Josh Allen. Yeah, I you are sitting a good twice. job. You are sitting in Bill's country. I know. For I, sure. I know. And, well, in Broncos country, that's always been fun. Too, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My employees are so fun. They, yes, because the Broncos they, and the Chiefs always kind of have a oh, little yes, rivalry. Always too. the rivalry. Yeah. And what was it? Was it last year or the year before we were playing the Bills, you know, and it was maybe a playoff. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was like the final one or whatever, but I can't remember what that was. It wasn't the Super Bowl, of course, but 
um, all the my staff just got little tiny pictures of Josh Allen, and they put a bunch of stuff in my office. Oh, and that's they put funny. Pictures of him everywhere. <laughs> they pranked me. It was so good. I get pranked a lot <laughs> because I'm a Chiefs fan, so that's okay. But I don't know. I think they'll do fine. I think as long as you know everybody's healthy. Um, sure. And you know, on their game, I think. And they... Taylor's there cheering. Oh Lord, she's have the lucky mercy. charm, or no? <laughs> I, know. Or what? I don't know. I know. Sometimes we're like, don't show up. They lose when you're there. I don't know. I That's know. Been... I'm really superstitious like that. Like I, I do that. I have like had a sweatshirt on, and then they start, and I'm like, maybe it's me. It's me. And I'm like changing my I'm clothes. Like, I'm texting my friend in Kansas City. I'm like. We're, it's time for a drink because they win when we drink. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or I won't wear my cheap shirt while the game's on or something. Yeah. You know, I just do the same thing. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's going to be fun no matter what. And like I said, if if the if you know the Chiefs wouldn't have beat the Bills, I would have been cheering for the Bills sure, going yeah, forward because sure, I yeah. loved getting to see Josh Allen those yes. couple times over at UW. And yes. so I do. I'm I'm a fan of his. I think he's a good guy. And I'm those really matchups of the Chiefs and the Bills are great. They so because of it. And that's what yes. you want is an entertaining fun. game to yes. watch. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. you know, um, I, I had a friend that said to me, she was like, I, I feel like I'm rooting against you for the first time in my life. I said, well, just remember this. We're rooting for our teams. We're not rooting against each other. Sure. Yeah, you know? yeah that's a great way to put that. Yeah, because yeah. we're just rooting for our teams. We're not rooting yeah, against we're not, one another. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I kind of think about it that way. <laughs> well, Sunday ought to be an interesting it day. Will. I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to it. It's going to so. be fun. Yes. So. Well, thank you so much for being oh, on today and joining so us. Nice. See, that went really fast. It and did. we actually did almost a full hour oh, again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can cut lots of it out if you want to. Yeah. No way. <laughs> so for all of our listeners, um, I'm Rhea Parsons and, and Lindy Wilcher. Yep, and I'm Lindy. Yep. And we are realtors here at Peak Properties. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home, you can find us on all of our social media as well as uh, sellcheyenne.com. And Paula, where can people find out information about First American Title? Well, we have our own website. It is firstamcheyenne.com. And okay. then we're also on Facebook as well as Instagram too. So please reach out to us if you have any questions about anything like that. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. thank you guys. Yeah. Super fun. That thank is you. fun. See, see, it wasn't so bad. This episode of Beyond the Front Door is brought to you by Peak Properties in Cheyenne, Wyoming. With over 75 years of combined experience in real estate, it's our goal to help clients buy and sell and save by providing the information you want and the professional services you expect. Let us help you with your residential, commercial, HUD, income-producing properties, as well as vacant land and rental needs. To learn more, visit www.sellcheyenne.com.